You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my always lovely other half, Dr. Jess. Hey, hey, we are doing a relationship check-in today. Amazing. Yeah, well, I think we're overdue, long overdue. Agreed. So we talked about this last week, and we promised we'd try one as an example. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll just do a, a mini one, but definitely encourage folks to try their own relationship check-in. But before we get to that, I want to talk about a couple things. So first of all, I got a new button on my website. Always love a new button. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't pushed it yet. So folks often send in their feedback via Instagram and via email, and I try and read most of it, and uh, or all of it if possible. I get screened first, of course. And I think it's great to get this feedback, and I want to share some of it with you today. But I also thought it'd be nice to not have to listen to my voice especially as much so I've put a button on the website so you can record your feedback for us so if you want to share a question or a comment or add to anything on the podcast you can do it via audio via the button on the podcast so it's sexwithdrjess.com and it's the podcast page so it's slash podcast but it's pretty easy to navigate and you just hit the button and record and you can leave us your message and you can let us know if you want us to play it on the podcast so exciting news for me making these small decisions is, is very difficult for me so I'm pretty excited about this button <laughs> I can tell that you're very excited actually it'd be kind of cool to incorporate people's questions and in. stories yeah, yeah. Definitely. and so I didn't have the button until now I'm just announcing it now so what I'm going to have to do is read some of your feedback now since it didn't go into audio but uh, last week we spoke about ruined orgasms and a gentleman sent in his feedback and what he says is the ruined orgasm allows me to stay erect and you can come like five to six times in a row that's what I use them for and he says he's not sure if this is a real thing but it seems like the hormone that causes the refractory time doesn't trigger in a ruined orgasm. Hmm. And I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's a hormonal process or a physical process. So that's pretty cool. Would, uh, love, to, would love to hear from somebody who's a, a physician, an expert in this realm, perhaps leaving an audio recording. <laughs> yeah, interestingly, there just isn't, you know a wealth of funded research mm. on orgasms, right? Like there's, you know, research on the orgasm gap, but they're not studying every little thing the way they are with, you know, food and other areas of pleasure. Somebody else wrote in about tasting their own cum. Oh my gosh, you were supposed to taste your cum and you didn't do that yet, did you? Well, that yeah, I know you of. You know, it's high on my list of priorities. I just didn't get around to it. No, seriously. Maybe no, I am serious. I just didn't, today, I didn't get around to it. Today, you forgot. Yeah, I've, I, I did. I did. I'll admit, I forgot. Hang on, did you remember the other day, like yesterday or whatever? No, when the last time I had the opportunity to, it just, it slipped my mind. Because I was like, get me a towel. It was like, I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't have a note handy, you know, and I'm like, oh, I got to do this now. I got this is the whole thing. I don't, I didn't want to incorporate work into it. Okay, well, oh, I get it, I get it. Okay, so this person wrote in to say that he does taste his cum. So he says, I've been listening to the podcast. I just wanted to say that I am a cis male heterosexual. I've been tasting my own cum for as long as I can remember. So people definitely do that. He said, as a teenager, he cleaned himself up after masturbating because he didn't have tissues. And he says... This might be disgusting for some, but at least if my partner doesn't want to swallow, 
because they don't. I know what it's really like and they don't. Ha ha ha. Oh, I like that. Okay. And I think this is the same person who says that you're, I'm not sure if this is the same person because I have a whole bunch of notes here, but your recent podcast about size. Oh, I think this is a different topic. So we also talked about penis size and I know this is such a touchy topic for people. I really want people to just feel good about whatever they've got and not focus on size but this person says your recent podcast about size and whether or not it matters was super interesting my wife let me know a while ago that it's not about the size and I'm the perfect fit for her and he says I was thinking about your question regarding when size became an issue and thinking back I think it was in junior high about the same time I started discovering girls and adult materials and the movie industry focuses on size and I think that can really affect some of us on both sides of the sex sword Ooh, the sex sword (laughs) and he says I remember in college that one of the girls I dated told me that she had dated a guy who was much bigger than I was and she couldn't handle it anymore And as a guy, of course, I had to ask how big it was. And she said it was well over eight inches. And I knew the guy. And you would never know that he was that big because he never let it be known. And I wonder if he was afraid of being known for being too big. And he continues, there have to be some guys out there that are fearful of just how large they are. Likewise, there are probably women out there who are afraid of having too much length staring at them. So we do tend to be obsessed with being bigger, right? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think of is, um, and I've never, I actually, I, I mean it, I've never seen the show Sex in the City. I mean, there's this Mr. Big, and it's oh. all about, I'm, I'm assuming, how big this person is. So it's revered, it's desired by everyone, at least going back to this question about in the, in the media. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so it is. I haven't some... seen that show, so I don't know. No, I really haven't. I'm not like. If that's what it's about, is it about his I, penis? I'm guessing that it is. He's well, called... we'll get corrected if we if, yeah. <laughs> if it isn't. get an audio recording. Yes, and is your audio recording if we're wrong? And then I have this other comment that I'm so thankful for because. You know, we have to keep the podcast going and part of that is with sponsorships and I try and choose sponsors that I think you will like. And this person writes in and just says, Dr. Jess, thank you for recommending The Womanizer. That's one of our sponsors. Sometimes my wife has a tricky time orgasming. She is also pregnant right now and despite all good and best efforts, she hasn't orgasmed in a couple of months. But thanks to your recommendation, we tried playing with the womanizer Starlet last night and she really enjoyed the experience. She had a fun, really good, really satisfying orgasm. Indeed, a very happy ending for all. Thank you from TJ from Toronto who gave me permission to use that little nickname so and it's funny because we were out with my mom and my stepdad the other day I don't know if you remember it was an early morning and a woman came up to us and said that she loved the podcast and she you know started chatting with my mother because she's also Jamaican and then my mom wanted to remind her that I'm not real Jamaican that I'm Chinese Jamaican descendant and they had this whole conversation and then I went over to use the restroom and I ran into her again and she pulls me aside and says well I didn't want to say this in front of your mother but the womanizer you are absolutely right about the womanizer <laughs> so that was the same day that TJ sent this in so it was the day of the womanizer and I will remind folks that if you're shopping 
thing at womanizer.com you can save an extra few dollars with the code dr jess and i think they're having there's some big sales going on right now i know that WeVibe has some of their products as well with their sister company WeVibe.com for i think it's like 46 percent off maybe it's 45 percent off but it's a big discount because they're doing some discontinued items some of my favorite items actually are being replaced by a a new model and again you can save with code dr jess if you are shopping so that's all the feedback I'm gonna share right now. Hopefully people will send in more feedback via our new, I don't know why I just keep calling it a button, but I, I like that it's a button. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you to Sandy for getting that button onto the website for us. And so now I think we should get to the matter at hand, which is the relationship check-in. You know, I think most of us, we really invest in the startup phase of relationships, right? Like the wedding and the honeymoon. And then we kind of set ourselves on autopilot without carving out time to talk about our feelings and our desires and our goals and our needs until something goes wrong right like we wait until something's up and so by scheduling weekly or monthly check-ins I think it can really just help to reduce tension and improve understanding and really just allow you to nip issues in the bud before they potentially erupt into bigger problems and the relationship check-in as we'll try and model right now doesn't have to be long right it can just be a couple of minutes it can be weekly or monthly, some people do it every day, right? They do like a rose and thorn. Like what was the highlight of your day? What was the challenge of your day? And they don't have to follow a specific format, right? So they can be formal, they can be semi-formal, they can be a conversation over a meal, it could be a conversation as you walk, it could be something you do in the morning just to check in and see how the other one is feeling. And you'll see dozens or more, of course, formats like prompts for the relationship check-in. So I like, there's three questions that I like that I think are fairly straightforward the first is how are you feeling right now how are you feeling in this relationship and how can I support you at this moment in time and so how are you feeling right now is just an opportunity to kind of let your partner know where you're at emotionally your feelings don't always have to make sense <laughs> but they're obviously perfectly valid and I think it can kind of help set the tone for the check-ins so just kind of be honest about what you're feeling in your body how you're feeling in the relationship gives you a chance to kind of bring up the good the challenges all that and then how can I support you at this moment in time provides space for asking because I think a lot of us struggle to ask like you don't really ask for much I notice no I don't I don't no I don't <laughs> <laughs> and then the longer version if you wanted to add some prompts or questions into the relationship check-in you might say you know is there anything on your mind that's worrying you right because there's question. usually something Great on question. your mind yeah, that's I feel like you. that'll that'll open a can of worms for some people and another question that you might add in is there anything you're working on that you'd like to discuss Ooh, that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. And then something a little more broad. What's on the horizon for the next week or the next month? Good one. And then if you wanted to incorporate sex, of course, you could say, how are you feeling about our sex life? So I don't know how many questions I added there. I, I wanted to start with three, but I think I took it up to seven. And let's, uh, let's do a little version right now. So I'll start with you. Today in this moment, how are you feeling? Feeling a little tired, mm -hmm. um, feeling good. And when I think about my day, I feel a little stressed. I've got a number of things going on that need to be dealt with. So that's how I'm feeling at this exact moment. What's going on with your day? Just a busy day, a lot of a lot of balls in the air. I mean, a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of balls that I'm juggling at one time. So 
Yeah, I don't think the I don't think everybody here is really interested in exactly what needs to be done today for me. But let's just say I have a lot going on. That's just a lot of planning, a lot of movement behind the scenes, keeping everything organized and moving hopefully in the right direction. So it creates a, a degree of of stress. So that's how I'm feeling. Okay. And how are you feeling right now? <laughs> I had to, I had full on had to look at the line again. <laughs> how are you feeling right now? So I'm actually feeling kind of good. When we started recording just 10 minutes ago, I was feeling a little bit stressed, but just chatting with you kind of soothes, 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 soothes. <laughs> chatting with you soothes that just a little bit. So I'm feeling a little bit more calm. As you know, I'm feeling a little bit stressed about work because it's just not going back to normal and I'm not doing the normal things that I do and so I'm having to do other things in those place in the place of those other things and so that just is overall I find that I'm waking up feeling just a little bit stressed like a I'd say a three out of ten okay that's 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 pretty good pretty good I mean we could get let's let's get it down but yeah I hear it's high for me okay yes agree like what do you normally wake up at a (laughs) ten stress wise (laughs) Uh, I have, we, I'm gonna, I'm laughing here, but I feel like I wake up at like a six. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I, I have to actively try to reduce that throughout the day through different breathing exercises, physical exercises and distractions almost. So that's where I operate normally. So I've realized that and I feel like I need to take steps and, um, I I need to do things to help reduce it. A six. Wow. And so what did you go to bed at last night? Last night I went to bed, I'm trying to remember yesterday evening, probably at around a four. Okay. And then does it, what's the lowest you got to in terms of like your lowest stress level throughout the day? Is it when you're working out or something? Um, I, yeah, I would say after I do some exercises, man, I'm, I'm, I feel a lot more physiologically relaxed, probably like a two. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to swim a mile with me today? I do not want to swim a mile with you. I swam the slowest mile ever recorded the other day. I'm not a swimmer, but I decided to try and swim a mile and I got a lot of sea lice. I know that sounds like a gross word to people, but it's it's not like lice. It's, um, I don't know what they are. I think they're the little eggs of the jellyfish. You just but, get stung. But they bite and sting all over your body. Anyhow, okay. All right. So I guess we'll go to the next question. How are you feeling in this relationship? I feel good. I feel like we've been surrounded by so many people lately that it's taken away from the time that you and I have spent together alone. And for that reason, I feel like maybe I'm missing that a little bit. So I don't know if I really described how I'm feeling exactly. Maybe it's a a bit of missing because for 18 months, we've spent so much time together. And I know for some people that sounds like it might be too much time spent together but I'm now realizing now that we're not spending as much time together that I'm missing some of that and that might have also added frankly to some of my irritability what's added to your irritability just this change or this shift away from what we've had and I think you know that saying you don't know what you had until you don't have it and I do feel like that's something I take a lot of comfort in this relationship I take a lot of good of this relationship so the shift again that we've had recently from work and social and things getting back to some degree of normal or at least some return has taken away from what I think I've had over the last 18 months and now I'm realizing that I don't have it and I'm missing it a bit so is it the alone time you're missing so to provide some context for folks we're uh, we're with my family right now <laughs> and they're that's, the best but there's a yeah, bunch of us I don't know that's that's not what I mean it's not just that I think it's more uh it's not the the people that were around that it's just the shift 
and the focus now where you and I aren't spending as much time together. And, and frankly, I'm just, I think I'm missing that. I take a lot of comfort. I take a lot of pleasure in that. So I don't know if that really describes how I'm feeling right now, but that's what I'm, at least what I'm thinking. And I'm trying to verbalize that into how I'm feeling. Hmm. Okay. Can swim a mile with me today? Yeah, that'll help with alone time. The, the alone time. You, me, and a turtle. Stung, stung. Yeah, yeah, the, with the turtles. Uh, so let me ask you, how are you feeling in this relationship right now? Hmm, I feel pretty good in that I just feel like with the stress that I've been experiencing, that I can always just turn to you. Like I just feel very supported. Like I can turn to you, and I know they're just gonna be on on my side. I feel a little badly if I'm not spending enough time with you. If you want more time. Because I'm hearing that, I think I want to think about like how do we carve that out? Like maybe even it's as simple as you know I jump up in the morning and I start working. Maybe I, I should spend more time in bed with you. We've been going into bed earlier and chatting at night, but we could do that even earlier, or we could go do stuff alone if you want. All of those things sound great, and when I think about what I want from you to help me get through this, it really is. I mean, am I answering the next question? I yeah, think that's, that's fine. So the next question might be, and it doesn't have to be, I just want to kind of reiterate as the outside narrator, <laughs> it doesn't have to be following a specific format. But yeah, I mean, I guess the next question in our prompt list is, how can I support you at this moment in time? So I immediately think I don't need you to stop what you're doing, um, you know, focus all your energy. I mean, no, 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 not at all. I think yesterday we spent 10 minutes just hanging out together, having a chat. And for me, that kind of fills that bucket of what I need. So I think, you know, two, three times a day, you and I just have a quick chat or check in like we're doing now and maybe discuss, just, just have a discussion. I feel like that would satiate that desire. So yeah, that's where I immediately go. Okay. And, and, and you? Uh, how can you support me at this moment in time? Yes. I can't really think of anything specific I need. I think sometimes I just need that sounding board because one of the other questions that we could use on this list is what's on the horizon for the next week or month. And I always know what's on the horizon. I've always got everything kind of planned out for work and we've got a schedule. And right now there's a lot of unknowns because of obviously the situation in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, events are being canceled. Events are still being rescheduled. People aren't even booking events. And so... I just get a little bit stressed in that space. And so I think I just need you as a sounding board, which I think that, you know, you already do. Like I know that in the middle of your day, like I know you have a busy day today and you have a bunch of stuff you're working on, but I also know that I can walk in at any moment and interrupt and <laughs> be like, I need you or just talk about my work. I think that's one of the things I value most about our relationship is that there's this kind of back and forth with issues. Like I can come and say, hey, this is going on. Can you help me with this? Or here's a, a message I don't know how to respond to. Can you help me? And you do the same. You'll you'll say like, oh, I'm running into this with a client. How do I approach it? I thought you were going to say you appreciate that I don't say anything when you when you bring me your, your questions. I actually do. Kidding. I do appreciate. And that's another exercise that maybe at another time we can do. And I don't know if I've talked about it, but it's an exercise from this 50 exercise course that I teach where you talk about, okay, when I'm feeling blank, I want you to blank. And so when I'm feeling stressed about work, I want you to listen. I don't want you to immediately offer solutions. Or when I'm feeling stressed about family, I want you to commiserate, but I don't want you to pile on. Or when I'm feeling stressed about politics, I want you to 
show me that you're, I don't know, doing your own research. And so it's the kind of formula is when I'm feeling blank about blank, I want you to blank, but I don't want you to blank. And everybody's is very different, right? Like when we've done this exercise, you've said when you're stressed about work, you want solutions. Yeah. And when you've said you're stressed about work, you'd rather I just listen at first. Yeah. And I do eventually want the solutions, but I don't like when you chime in immediately because I it makes me feel like I'm not heard. And so I think that's an important, I don't know how we quite got to this. Well, I think we got to that by, by having these exercises because I remember having that when I feel blank, I want you to blank. And that was a bit of a revelation for me where I was like, yeah, I totally spew out answers when you don't want that. You want me to listen first and then ask if you are interested in hearing what I have to say, which was uh, really helpful. I think has really helped me understand you better over the years. Yeah, I remember when we did that exercise and it was actually on camera for the first time. Yeah. And you were like, oh, okay, I get it. And obviously our natural inclination in terms of response is to do what we would want, right? Mm -hmm. So you're giving me what you want, but it doesn't always work for what I want. And so we have to cultivate that understanding. So if we go back to the relationship check-in, is there anything on your mind that's worrying you? Uh, no, not surprisingly. No, I, I am a, I'm an incessant worrier about things, but at this particular moment, there's nothing that's really worrying me or, or consuming me. You, is there anything that's worrying you right now? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's just, it's, it's a work thing that I'm just, listen, I loved my job. I loved what I did. I loved working with people. I loved working with different groups and all the travel that came with it. And I just have this little bit of a fear that it's, never going to come back. And obviously I can kind of self-soothe that fear because it's already coming back, right? Like I have bookings into next year and I'm seeing that, but I really, really liked the work and this, you know, without sharing too much, this pivot to a different type of work. It's still interesting, but it was more interesting a year ago when it was new. Like, you know, this, uh, how do I put this? So the speaking and the travel and the working with groups and the workshopping of programs, which is what I really like to do. Like I call it speaking, but it's not really speaking. It's workshops. Mm -hmm. I never grew tired of that. You know, I could do it day after day, year after year. And I got so much fulfillment and honestly, so much adrenaline from it. Like when I think about my understanding of how I may not be neurotypical and how much adrenaline and dopamine and rush and fear and risk I need, the travel actually kind of just added to that and helped with my mood. And so when I had to take on new things 16 months ago in the absence of my regular gigs, it was a little exciting because they were new things. <laughs> but now those new things are no longer exciting to me. And it, it's interesting that some things will remain exciting for long periods of time and others won't. And I don't know if I'm speaking too opaquely, but I know, babe, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I also, on my end, would love to not have a Zoom call again for like 16 months. I know. I would just rather, honestly, I'd rather pick up the phone and old school phone call it with people. Do you know one thing I feel badly about is that there are friends who keep asking for Zoom calls. Friends, you know, that I don't see either because of distance or because, you know, some of them, one of them is immunocompromised. And I feel bad because I just kind of keep avoiding it. And it's not that I don't want to see these people. I actually really, really want to hang out with these people. I just don't have the energy for the online hangouts unless it's absolutely essential like sometimes for work obviously I have to take zoom calls um, some people you know are dealing with things that are either small crisis 
crises or something like that. So I have to hop on. But I noticed that like I was just thinking about somebody in my life in Philadelphia that I really want to hang with and meet with and connect with. But I just can't put myself on that Zoom call unless I'm kind of forced to. I immediately, when somebody says, let's Zoom, I think of work. And when I'm working, I'm happy to be working. But when I'm not working, I don't want to Zoom. I'd rather just pick up the phone and catch up with you for 5, 10, 15 minutes over the phone. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Definitely do. And then the other thing, I mean, there's lots of things kind of worrying me. I'm thinking about all this data we're getting about the Delta variant and how it's affecting kids and how the kids are going back to school and what that means. And I know that everybody's circumstances are so different, right? We're based in Toronto. In Canada, we have a obviously a fairly low infection rate right now because everybody's getting the, the vaccine and we're still doing lots of distancing. And, you know, let's be honest, only what, 38 million people live in Canada. Yeah. So it's about one, is it about one tenth of the size of the States? Yeah. About I believe that. so. Yeah. We're about the um, in a slightly larger area. Although let's be honest, we're not spread across the country. Like we're in no. major centers, like lots of people are spread across the country, but it's not, it's not densely packed. So that's on my mind too. And then I'm finding that because I have more time to reflect, I just worry about things a little bit more. Oh my God gosh, don't tell me. Like the I, rumination. I, I'm 100, the last 16 months, we've had so much time to reflect on life, on being, on existing, on your health, on your mental state. For me, it's something I've fixated on. Mm -hmm. And I've had to, you know, you have to live. Like I, I have to live, like you have to just keep moving on and not dwell. At least for me, that's how I've I've decided I, I have to move forward. So we went a little longer than a relationship check-in has to go. Anything you want for the upcoming week? For yourself, for me, for, for the world? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, great question. I think I like the groove that I've gotten into with uh, the physical health. So there's, I mean, with you, just these check-ins, I think, you know, five, 10 minutes, spend some time together when we can because we're around a lot of people uh, a lot of family right now. That would be great for me. And you? What What do you need from me to support you over the next First, week? First, I want to apologize for all this wild background noise because the, everything is air breaks here where we're at. Yeah. What I really want for myself is I want to get into a relaxation mode. Like I'm, I'm in a place, I'm in one of my happy places right now. And I'd really like to find that relaxation mode that I'm having trouble accessing. Like we've been here for a couple of days and sometimes it takes a couple of days to get into it, but I just want to find it. I want to like sit and read a book. We're supposed to be on a, not a vacation, but a half vacation. Brandon's making a face at the noise. I think it's raining on top of our, our little hut right here. But yeah, I just want to relax a little. Maybe I want to read my book. I'm reading an older book, like maybe it's 20 years old. And I think I've been reading it for like two months and I'd like to finish it. So yeah, just chill a little bit. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I can help with that. How? Are you going to read to me? I'm going to read. I will read to you. Oh, are you just saying that? No, I will. I would much rather read to you a book than to make up the stories that I tell to you at night to help you fall asleep because they all follow the exact same outline. Yeah, no, this book <laughs> is not about an animal who makes friends. It's yes, in the <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I guess that's our plan. I'll try and relax. We'll try and check in. Uh, folks, that was a long relationship check-in. It doesn't have to be that long. It can be something really simple like, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling tired. How are you feeling in this relationship? I'm feeling like I need a little more time to connect. How can I support you? Well, let's carve out 10 minutes tomorrow just to, to hang and chill. So it can be nice and brief as well, but highly encourage you to consider setting up your own relationship check-ins. It can just be one question. If that's what you want, it can be a free-flowing conversation. There's absolutely no right way to do it. I think this was a, an act of selfishness 
on our part. Like it felt good to just have this little conversation for yeah, me. Definitely. I agree. A little bit calmer. Maybe I'm down to a, a two. I don't know on my stress scale. I'm used to being at like a 0.5. Well, I started you know at me. six. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I could drop down to a four. We're good. All right. Well, thanks, babe. Thank you. And thanks, folks, for tuning in. As always, oh, I wanted to remind you that Adam and Eve actually is still offering that 50% discount code. It was supposed to expire, but it is on this week at adamandeve.com. Save 50% on almost any item in the store, plus free shipping, plus a bunch of little free gifts, courtesy of Adam and Eve. Use code Dr. Jess to save. And I had mentioned the Womanizer earlier. Of course, you can check out their site, but they're also on sale at adamandeve.com. So you can see what kind of a discount you get on that. The the 50% isn't on every single item, but it's on most items in the store. So do check them out, adamandeve.com, discount code Dr. Jess. Thanks, babe. Thanks for chatting. Thank you. And thank you for listening, folks, wherever you're at. Hope you have a great one and hope you take a couple of minutes to either check in with yourself, check in with a friend, or check in with a partner. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life. Thank you.